Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Community Connections, the podcast brought to you by the Country University Centre Maclay Valley. This podcast is all about exploring the impact of higher education in our local community, showcasing our incredibly talented students and community members and celebrating their contributions to our community. In it, we speak to a range of current and former students about their education journeys and their personal and professional experiences along the way. I'm your host, Ella Dixon, the Centre's Learning Skills Advisor and a local who wants to see my community thrive. This episode is called Degrees That Serve the Community and today we are joined by Morris Kelly, the Suicide Prevention Officer at Durry Aboriginal Corporation Medical Service. Morris, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for um, inviting me to be part of, part of it. Good to have you. I should disclose, Morris and I are actually old high school friends, so it was really great to see him recently and to hear about his work at Dari. I was so impressed and also really curious to know what he'd been up to since high school um, and how he'd come to this role, and that's why I decided to bring him on this show. So tell me, Morris, what did you study and what brought you to this particular role? I studied a Bachelor of Health Science, majoring in mental health through Charleston University. Um, started from 2015 and graduated in 2017. Um, it was via distance, so we had to travel down to Wagga Wagga for um, a week at a time, any given month. It was usually three times a year that we'd have to attend, plus then also do assignments and that whilst away from Resi. Did you always hope to work in, in this kind of role? It was a it was either working in the acute mental health sector or youth work. Gladly I got the opportunity to get a role working with um, child and adolescents mental health, acute. Mm. And, and why is that important to you? Just with suicide rates um, are very high in um, Aboriginal communities. Also the unresolved traumas in um, Aboriginal people and Aboriginal communities uh, still ongoing transgener- transgenerational so trying to help out the best way we can and reduce mental health issues, crises and also suicides trying to help out the best way you can however you can whether that be supporting the family through it, organising doctor appointments, doing the therapy the clinical side of things organising psychiatry appointments, medications and in acute times, um, getting um, put in hospital, I guess, mm-hmm. for their own um, safety. At times it did get hard, but you have to do what you have to do, I guess. Mm. And do you feel like your uh, education at Charles Sturt prepared you for this role? Yeah, yeah, because my education at Charles Sturt was, was pretty good over, the, over my three years. I got to work in, um, I got to do placements in different placements, so working in drug and alcohol, working in um, adult mental health, and then also going that step further and working in, a, in an inpatient setting in hospital. Mm-hmm. So, getting on, so getting to see all that um, and, and learning from it whilst also still working in the child and adolescent mental health team. Um, yeah, it, it gave me the skills and knowledge to be the the, the, or the clinician I am today, mm. I should say. Mm. And you're a, a local, Kempsey local, a, a Dungadi and Gumbangi man. 
a proud one at that. What was it like growing up in Kempsey? Oh, growing up in Kempsey, it was, had its ups and downs. Lots of drugs, alcohol, I guess. There were different, different parts of town where other people wouldn't go. Yeah, like, I had a good upbringing, good family and stuff. Stayed away from the drugs. But you were very aware of what was going on locally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was very aware. Like, I, I could drive down a certain neighbourhood and knew we were selling drugs. <laughs> like, I was a local dealer mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. Um, everyone in community like knows of you, or if not knows you, knows of you, and know your family is and, and whatnot. Mm. And so it was good. Yeah, like, Kepsi wasn't a, a bad place as, as, as people say it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kempsey does get tarnished with the same brush over and over, but well, it's what it's what you make of it. Mm. Like you stay away from drama, you, mm-hmm. you have a good, no, it's good. Mm-hmm. You get involved in drama and whatnot, it's miserable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you think that these experiences shaped why you decided to study health science and major in mental health? Yeah, definitely. Like Just growing up, seeing the effects of drugs and alcohol and knowing that people turn to substance um, abuse to, um, I guess, help with their demons, which is their mental health, um, instead of people going the right way about it um, and getting therapy and having that one-on-one or trying to recover and and go on a journey of healing, they just turn to to substance, Mm -hmm. which is like the easy way out, but it's also the hardest way too, because once you're hooked and addicted, uh, yeah, the, the recovery and the, the recovery journey from that you know, only makes it longer, mm-hmm. and also exacerbates your emotional intelligence and your feelings and what you go through. And so you've got a whole toolkit of uh, ways that you can help young people, especially to go on that journey of healing, like you say. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's working within acute mental health settings for the last six years now, doing all that clinical side of things, working with young people between 12 to 18, then 18 to 24 who have experienced first episode psychosis. Yeah, I definitely got a toolkit full of tools and strategies to help with people with with the different um, diagnoses of mental health, whether it be anxiety, depression, bipolar, sleep disorders, Manic depression, mm. schizoaffective disorder, schizophrenia. I, there's a lot there that I, I have knowledge around and mm. yeah, how to help best way I can. Mm. Great. And are some of those are like specific strategies for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities? Is there a different approach in that sense, or is it kind of what's good for one is good for everyone? I tend to use that. The, the strategies and um, tools, tools they, they are Aboriginal specific designed ones that's more, more um, culturally safer compared to the westernised models. Yeah, so I, when working with like, Aboriginal communities and teens and families, I, I tend to use the, the more cultural safer ones. Do you find you're having a lot of success in your role? In my current role, um, so like I stepped away from the acute mental health, and now we're more now the role I'm in as suicide prevention, it's more 
education out in the community and programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so stepping away from that clinical side of things and doing more education and programs out in the community, working with different services who also work with kids in my age bracket. Um, and whether we do like, just simple stuff like barbecues of afternoon, a game of touch footy, just getting the kids mm-hmm. down and involved, have a run around, trying to gain their trust and mm-hmm. then having a chat with them. Also, like doing cultural camps, whether it be out 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 to the beach or up bush, and then like having education sessions where where you're teaching the younger kids signs and symptoms, um, you're teaching them and educating them, you're telling them services that they can can tend to here in Kempsey when that when they are feeling down and out, showing them who they can talk to, who they. Um, what's good for them, what's not good for them, sleep, hygiene, um, small stuff like that. Mm, you're a real role model. I tend, I tend to be. Like, I'm the only one in my family that's gone to, gone to university, mm. um, let alone think of, go, of going to university. So, um, yeah, I, I tend to, or well, I try to be a, a role model for the younger generation, mm. just to try and teach them that there is a better life out there. Um, it, uh, life doesn't have to evolve around drugs and alcohol or football. So what was it like for you being the first in family? It was a proud moment, very proud moment. Your, were your family very accepting of you and supportive of you in that journey? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, my nan was very proud. Like, mm. Being the first grand, grandchild mm. to, to go to university and, and graduate. Um, looks mum and dad looks were supportive. Mm. Yeah, and and then the community, like when I used to tell everybody up here, up up here in Kempsey, what I was doing and whatnot, they were quite happy mm. and stuff. Especially when I graduated, I put the photo up and oh, there was like a million and one comments saying congratulations mm. and mm. and stuff. Because I had to move away from Kempsey to to study, mm. I couldn't do it here. So I, I was living in um, Dubbo for six, seven years out there, and that's where I got the opportunity to um, to work in mental health. So I had to move away from my community to mm. to better, mm. yeah, to put it in, in, in those terms. I had to move away from my own community to educate myself in a more mm. better way. Mm. Get a new perspective. Yeah, yeah, and, and then look from, have that view of the community from the outside in, mm. instead of always inside out. Mm. So it's moving away and then having that view of looking back and have a look at all the issues within the community, and then yeah, that was a looks that was an eye opener. Looks mm. when you when you look at it in a in a different view, especially like growing up and your views only the inside out, and so then moving away mm. and looking back, anything oh well, there are lots of issues here and there mm. that that need either fixing or or trying to heal. And you found plenty of ways to try and do that in your job or through you know connections in the community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like within the like within my role now, I'm doing lots of collaboration with different services and um, working in partnerships to to try and um, heal the community in, in certain ways. And whether it be like a community healing day, a community yarn up day, like stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, so. It, and, and the best thing about it, like, also I know all the people in the organisations, mm-hmm. looks like I work in collaboration with, so, and so it makes it even easier, mm-hmm. instead of being like fresh face, 
mm. that they don't know you or anything like that. So like, takes a while to build trust. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. So it's good in that way. Yeah. Would you like to see more young people in this area go to university? Yeah, definitely. I think university is a key to success. Yeah, if if you if you really want to push yourself and and be successful, um, university is the key. Mm. Well, you'd have a lot of personal pride, but then you also got you know you're really serving the community in your role as well. So you you brought the two together. You don't have to have your individual success while leaving everyone else behind. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so like once I graduated in two thousand seventeen, my my goal was to come back to my own community and work in my own community, which I've done. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Mm. Yeah, and I, I tend to stay in the, I'll stay for quite a long time now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and do you have any future aspirations, anything you'd like to do beyond what you're already doing? Maybe consolidating your uh, knowledge and finding more innovative ways of... I'd like to, uh, like, uh, for Kemp to have a, a big healing centre whether that be out on a farm or with the river running through it where you can do lots of stuff up there um, away from like, civilization and, and, and the issues mm-hmm. and yeah, away from issues and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that'd be like a, a longer term or like way down the track type sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, having on, yeah, it's a big healing centre where you could run lots of stuff through like men's Men's healing camps, women's healing camps, lots of getting back to cultural side, Aboriginal cultural side of things, where it'd be like it's making artifacts such as boomerangs, bundis, didgeridoos, mm. but then also like opening up to the whole community. So it's not just for Aboriginal people, it's for the community to come together and, and, and heal as one. Mm. Yeah, looks like that would be the long term goal. Mm. I love your vision. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Message for the audience, maybe? Yeah, like, it's a message for the audience. Or don't be scared to go that one step further. Don't be scared of failure. If you fail, you, you always pick yourself back up and, and come back stronger. You take it as a lesson learned. And if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, how could they contact you? Just call Durry and um, they'll put you straight through to me. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Morris, thanks so much for your time and energy today. It's really nice talking to you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Anytime.